Welcome to the Leadership Life Podcast. I'm Kelly Buboltz, your reality check mixing leadership theory and practical application together that fits into our daily actions. Let's dig in. We're going to be talking about rethinking failures. There's a lot of content out there on YouTube and the rest of the internet on failures, but it's probably one of my favorite topics because you can get the biggest growth when you identify where you're failing and how to grow. Other hurdles seem like they're a little lower to overcome. And it's an amazing technique to gain strength and growth. So John Maxwell talks about moving away from failing by falling. You learn and get back up again. And I thought that was kind of like a floofy type of statement until it actually happened to me. You see, it's not that simple. The mindset defaults to negative narrative automatically. It's its way to keep it a safe. It's its way to basically, it's our primal way of dealing with danger. And the brain is trained to say, don't do it again, or don't do it at all, just to keep us safe. But I want to review our journey, and, and you can think of things in your journey that has happened and, and what's been and what it's taught us. So when we move through demanding and challenging and difficult situations that have been given to us, it's, it's the biggest growth. And I'm going to tell my burnout story as well as a few stories uh, from my HR career. So my burnout story is probably the biggest growth that I've had recently. And I think any kind of trauma event that happens to people and they overcome it is going to be one that they'll remember forever. And my burnout with severe physical collapse is, is probably my trauma event at this point in my life. What happened is over six years of having a high demanding position and having a bunch of kids, I changed little to no habits, getting help from you know the, the tribe that you're supposed to have. We live in the middle of nowhere, so we don't have a tribe. And you basically just had to do it all. And eventually that caused internal physical effects of burnout, which was solely one by one, my organs were starting to fail. It's interesting because when I was in my worst point, which is March of 2021, I was no longer digesting. And um, my uh, several other organs post digestive system were also failing. I couldn't believe I was there. I couldn't believe how angry I was at everyone, blaming everyone except for myself. Then when I started to get hooked up to a holistic community and regrooming my habits and actions and getting the resources I need to get healthy and started feeling better, it's almost like a light came into the darkness. And I realized that I was living a life that I shouldn't have been living. That basically the universe or whatever you may believe in was teaching me a lesson that I was too far away from my purpose. I was too far away from what makes me happy and the meaning of life. I was I was working a lot. I was doing the mom things, but go, go, go mom things, not the enjoy each other's company type mom things. And basically the universe gave me a swift kick in the butt and said, wake up. When they did that over the next seven months of my recovery and changing these habits and actions, what I ate, what I drank, how I went to events or didn't go to events, excluding myself from certain toxic people, putting myself in an environment to become a better person. Um, it also has shoved me to open my own business in the training capacity and leadership coaching in which actually people started reaching out to me for burnout prevention techniques and training their workforce. And now burnout prevention is one of my top topics that people reach out to me for. When I look at this journey, this horrible darkness, 
pit of despair journey, which is similar to people in drug addiction or with severe grief, it's not a pretty place to go in. It's not a pretty process. It's, it's something I hope to never go through again. But now I look at my life today, and although every day I'm so cautious about what I eat, who I talk to, where I'm going, if I'm too busy, how do I reroute you know, tomorrow so I don't get into this burnout cycle again? I realize that I'm a much better person because of that journey. I'm a much better mom to that journey, from this journey. My body is probably the most powerful it's ever been and can recover and is resilient compared to what is before. It may have been young, but it wasn't healthy, obviously, because my organs were failing. Situation has created more performance, confidence, resiliency that I didn't have before. And I don't know if I could have got there without that journey, without that big, dark pit of despair. Because some of these actions are really hard. It's, it's hard to eat healthy every day and exercise and not be part of the toxic culture of a high, high-paced society. But because of that journey, it's always lingering in the back of my mind saying, don't go back. And so I actually have a huge momentum driver in the back of my head at all times saying, you know where, where this can go and you're not going back. And like I said, it's similar to drug addiction or people with grief is you learn to of what you can take and what you can't take and what will put you right back there. So I want you to think of something on your journey that has happened that has been demanding, challenging, or difficult that when you came out of it and you saw a little bit of light that you realized that you are much better because you went through it. Now, these situations are always horrible. And then I've heard through the burnout trainings, I've heard so many different stories that are so tragic, but I look at them and they're sitting there today and they're telling the story so other people can hear. And that is amazing to me. They're not stuck at home in a corner, just wallowing in their woes. They're sharing their story and inspiring others and giving other people perception that, you know, just because you had a bad day because there was a traffic jam, well, did you just hear his story? about he lost his life in a in a traffic accident you know so it's always that perception of things can be worse he's sharing that story which is is giving other people perspective of life is short and and life is precious another story i want to share which is an interesting one is during my leadership coaching i had someone that had a very difficult employee this employee was playing the system to the t And in HR, I definitely hated those type of situations because especially with all the protections that employees have, which are great, there is people who abuse those protections. There's people that will play the games with FMLA and short-term disability, attendance and COVID management, whatever they want to do to not work. It's almost like they put more work into not working than actually working. It It was difficult in HR. But as I switched to the leadership coaching, I was dealing with a supervisor that had an employee like that and then he would turn other leaders against each other to get his way so he's basically doing triangulation you may have dealt with someone who is difficult and probably can relate to some of these things but because i had 15 years of hr and people playing these games that i had to keep reminding him that of course we need to make sure that we document and discipline but things always work themselves out people who do those type of games will eventually take themselves out, either through termination or resignation. Just because you think that they're winning does not mean that they're winning. If they're spending that much time working the system instead of working, they're not going home prideful at the end of the day. And why I tell leaders that is because sometimes we get so worked up in the story and narrative of someone not 
performing, that you had to realize that they have to go home with themselves at the end of the day. So don't give away your energy to those type of people. And those people are actually teaching you the biggest lessons. Difficult people will teach you the biggest growth. If you stay in your comfort zone, in your low comfort group, in your internal department, you'll have camaraderie and support, but you're not learning anything because you get along with those people. So you had to hang around with the difficult people because they're going to teach you the most. So I'm telling this supervisor this during leadership coaching. He is getting so mad at me because you can see that he wants my support and I was giving him my support, but I was trying to also give him the long-term resiliency view of what this is teaching him so that he can start taking in these moments with this individual and reflecting on them after he has a conversation with them, after the disciplinary, after he gets HR involved, to reflect on what is going on. And this employee, eventually he resigned, just like they always they always do. They always leave a, a resigner or get terminated. At the next coaching session, he, I asked him again, and I was so afraid to ask him because I, I really think I made him mad the previous session. And he said, I said, what did you learn from this? And he said, a lot. I learned a lot more about how to manage people, a lot more about my communication style and the communication styles of my peers so that we're all on the same page so that when this triangulation would occur again in the future, we are prepared. I learned a lot about his team and how much trust was there because his team was actually the ones who was turning in this individual, which is a great perspective on all the work that he was doing in the coaching program that they would bring that up to him talk about open communication he learned a huge amount and so what I want to what I reminded him and what I want to remind you is to reflect on those challenging and difficult people because they're teaching you something but also I want you to recognize the progress and growth you've had because I'm guessing you know just assumptions that if he would have dealt with that person in the beginning of his career it would have been a little bit more difficult for him but because he was in his career for a little while he was able to handle it very tactfully, respectfully, and not get himself or the company in trouble through that gaming process. And so I gave him kudos. I I wouldn't have changed any response he gave this individual or the steps that he took to ensure his team was protected. And the interesting thing, because we were our most critical review he didn't recognize some of those progress wins. He he recognized all the lessons and what it taught him, but I had to point out the wins to him because he didn't see those himself, that he handled the situation so well that HR didn't have to get involved until the end. And he handled the situation so well that his team thanked him for it when this guy resigned. So it's important that we realize when these difficult, challenging times happen, what are we learning from it, but also reflect on all your progress that you've made as you overcome it. And it will show how much growth you've had in a few days, a few weeks, or a few months. I want you to find some time to give yourself to live in that lesson. This is a high-paced society, and it will keep moving and it will present new difficult, challenging events to you. So we need to give ourselves time to live in this lesson and just let it absorb. And just think, what's next? And and not in a pessimistic way, but, you know, what's next that you can't handle? You just went through this big event, this challenging event. You, Your mind is more powerful than it was previous to this event. Your resiliency is built up. Let those 
journey events absorb a little bit and take it in. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to hit the follow button so you don't miss out on what we all have to sort out yet. Share this podcast with others to bring leaders clarity in this crazy, fast-paced world we live in today. Make an impact, lead from within, and you can't go wrong.